For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Appropriate enough for John's joints, it's trees in my head. It's by Josh Heinrich. We're doing fine every day when we're feeling the trees. We're doing fine every day when we're feeling the breeze. Oh, love, we're feeling fine. Uh, Denise Denise said it's a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it might be. But for, you know, for ladies, it's... What it is not only the discreet nature, but they probably look at it as more of just a, a need. You know, when we do it or when certain men do it, they need to make a spectacle of it. <laughs> and see, those men ruin the functionality of guys like us. Like, if you were to get horny driving down the road, you would be discreet about it and respectful. You wouldn't let anybody see. Yeah, not on purpose. Right. Same here. I'd be like, all right, let me discreetly take care of this. That's probably what women do. They're like, I'm not doing this for show. I'm doing this because I feel a horny. But too many of you douches out there, you're like, hey, I'm not just doing this for me. I'm doing it for you. It's the same guy who sent unsolicited D-pics, you know? Sorry. No, 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 no. I appreciate that. I'm having a Brooks Kepka moment. It's it's worse. It's what I'm saying is it's significantly worse, right? To to raw dog it in front of someone's face than to send a D pick, right? Um, it's it's the same thing except one's online and the other's in person. Well, just from a safety, as far oh. as the emotions that probably go through a woman's mind, you get a gross D pick in the DMs, and then you're like, okay, yeah, that's gross. gross. You see one fit, you know, you come. You come eye to eye with one of those things out in the wild, and, and you know you you don't know is it gonna is this man coming at you? Like what what's he really got planned? It's Lord just a, you. yeah, just a different uh, just different circumstances. Boy, that's a good point. Uh, a a D pick you can just delete and move on with your day. An unexpected masturbator that'll probably stick with and possibly to you for a while. Yep. yep. So for you ladies who have experienced both, we're sorry. We're sorry on behalf of us guys. You deserve better. And ladies and gentlemen, bringing us his joints as he does every day, I'll be playing lullaby versions of popular songs underneath them. He's your friend and mine, John Semming. John's joints being brought to you by Chassis. It is man care for down there. Between our legs, gentlemen, things can get a little gamey. It's Mm. a tough conversation to have. It can get sweaty, and there can be chafing. Well, Chassis is the line of products that can stop all of that. You can start your day with the shower primer because we deserve a special soap for that under area. Then a little restoration cream and follow it up with the powder that changed the game. All of these products are made in the USA, which is important to me, and 
might be important to you. It should be. And also, they are local. They These products are bought around the world, but they are based right here in the Tampa Bay area. So stay chafe-free. Do not let the hot job get to you by having uh, chafed rubbing thighs and stock up on your chassis at chassisformen.com. Mm-hmm. So tonight is tonight is a big night. That's really all there is to it. When it comes to the to the Tampa Bay Lightning, um, it, it's very interesting how quickly these series can feel all good, and then in the blink of an eye, even even during that last game when things weren't going good, you're kind of like, okay, okay, yeah, we'll get them in the next one with no problem. And then the realization starts sinking in. Well, if this next one doesn't go well. Then we're talking about a game seven and everybody knows that anything can happen in a game seven. So hopefully we're not headed in that direction. Uh, But if we're looking for little glimmers of hope or at least good news heading up to the game, uh, not ready yet, but forward Barclay Goodrow is practicing and expected to join the team shortly. Uh, John Cooper speaking out saying, I'm trying to get him back into game shape. Uh, Cooper referring to Goodrow, a forward who has not played in a game since May 8th when the Lightning visited the Florida Panthers. He recorded one point in that game before suffering an upper body injury. The Lightning face the Panthers tonight for game six of the first round Stanley Cup playoff series. Tampa Bay holds a 3-2 lead over the Panthers in the series and could advance to the next round of the playoffs with a win tonight. Puck drop is set for 8 p.m. at Amelie Arena. This is, by the way, currently the highest scoring uh, series in the NHL. Isn't it so weird how you can be like we score the first goal the last game, right? And you're like, yeah, we're putting away. We're putting away. The moment they tied it up is the moment the series tilted. It went from we're winning this thing to please don't let this thing go to a game seven. Well, and I and I have faith because I don't think that they're going to allow themselves to be outworked the way that they were on uh, on Monday night. But at the same time, this Spencer Knight kid feels special. There's got to be something going through his mind when it comes to realizing the gravity of what he can do. Uh, the youngest player to every, ever start in an elimination game. He's only 20 years old. He turned 20 last month. And to now think that you've got a chance uh, to be the difference maker when it comes to your team. I I know some out there, and there's definitely truth to it, uh, you know, spoke about the fact the Panthers protected him, extremely protected him. But at the same time, the other goalies played with the same team, and they couldn't do what that kid did, and he faced a lot of shots. So I think you start getting a little, uh, you know, a little confidence, and you realize the team is behind you. This kid could be the difference maker, and it sucks. Maybe, thinking optimistically here, maybe with another look at this kid, the lightning will figure Maybe. out how to get him by him. Maybe. And, and you can take that same, uh, you know, thought process behind what happened to us because that was the first time that anybody, the Panthers, had seen Stamkos and Kucherov together in those first couple games. And that probably made a difference in the sense of they hadn't experienced that this season. So we'll, we've got him figured out a little bit more now, and hopefully it leads to a dub tonight and we can, we can start thinking about what's next. Hockey's so interesting, it, isn't it? It really. There are so many just little nuances and in, in to, at every level of the game. And I'm also curious to see where that physicality and where that violence leads tonight. Because after the penalties got us, you know, in trouble early on, and after you know, we we know that multiple Lightning players have been fined uh, the the league maximum. Do things really calm down tonight, or is there still you know that that underlying hatred? Knows me. Oh, me. That that, uh, that won't be able to be, you know, kept inside. <sighs> we'll see what happens tonight at, what, 8 o'clock? 8 o'clock. Oh, drop. so yeah. much time to wait. I know. I know. I, yeah, like a 30 milli at 6.30, 8 o'clock will be there in no time.
Yeah, I got to get up and go to the gym tomorrow. Yeah. Well, that's why you do it early. I mean, it should be you run run its course with uh Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. You hit the 30 milli at yeah. 6:30 yeah. and then around 9:30 you hit yourself a, a screwball uh, oh, shot man. and that'll that'll yep. level everything out and you'll be ready be making, to go for the gym. We'll be making the gym. Man, this next story I feel could set a an insane precedent. Uh be, precedent. Precedent. Uh because People leave bad comments for businesses all the time, oh, yeah. and, and, and a lot of times it's not for the actual reasons that that you think they should be leaving bad reviews for. This story, it sounds at least like the guy left the review, the bad review, for the right reason, and now he's being sued, and it could all be legit. I've got the local Lubbock, Texas news story audio uh, that tells the tale unpleasant experience with the company and left a bad review online. Well, it was half a Lubbock man did that, but the company then decided to take legal action against him as soon as they read it. KMAX Grace Moore spoke with him today about what's become a five-year legal ordeal. That's right, Lauren and Brian. It was back in 2015 that Tim Castleman left that review of an Irish company. The lawsuit not just costing him in legal fees, but causing him to lose his business, property, and to owe hundreds of thousands of dollars. Never did I think that I could be personally held accountable for a review. In 2015, Tim Castleman hired an Irish company to help grow his online business. According to Castleman, after working with the company, he discovered they had made errors that would cost him $8,000. After failing to deal with the issue privately, Castleman decided to post a negative review of the company online. As a customer, here's what I experienced with this. And next thing he knows, the company is suing him. The company asked Castleman to take down the review, claiming he owed them over $300,000 for defamation. When Castleman refused to pay, they filed a lawsuit. Like, justice prevails, right? You see all the movies, you read all the books, you think, okay, justice is going to come. But Castleman says he never received notice of a court date for the lawsuit. So a Lubbock judge defaulted the suit to the company, meaning Castleman owed them $60,000 without ever knowing it. Eventually, Castleman's properties were seized and sold. Interest rates pushing 60000 to hundreds of thousands. And Castleman lost everything. Dude, how absolutely insane is that? Over a review. Over a review that they're, they're not even disputing what happened. So the guy is now waiting on a court date at the appellate level. If a judge there overturns the Lubbock judge's ruling, it could bring him one step closer to undoing the damage. But currently, the guy has lost his business, lost his property. His his wages are being garnished based on a review that's, that nobody is even arguing was was false. You were in the meeting that we had here about how because we're public figures, we can't or shouldn't leave re- leave negative oh. reviews. Yeah, yeah, I was there. Yeah, that's why I don't leave reviews. <laughs> it's just we're not allowed to leave an honest review if we get a bad re- I just stopped reviewing things on Yelp. Yeah, and this guy is pretty much speaking out and saying no matter what you think you're doing by leaving a review, even if it's bad, even if it's warranted, don't ever do it because you could end up losing everything. And it, it is a it is a weird thing to think because I don't like the fact that people out there 
have so much control over a business. Like right. that part doesn't feel right. And I'm guilty of it because if I'm going somewhere, most likely restaurants, I'll check a few, uh, you know, a few different places to see what the ratings are. And who's to say that a group of angry former employees or God knows what, maybe right. maybe a guy's girlfriend was banging the, the sous chef at, at a bar or restaurant. And so he's made it his life work to bury them. Those things happen. So I get it. Nobody should be able to take down a company. But to think that you could have everything you ever worked for taken away because of a, an a, honest review of an honest review. Oh, it's scary. Blows. It really is. Did you uh, did you do any uh, senior pranks in high school? My whole senior year was pretty much a senior prank. Yeah, we would uh, like they, uh, I, they would paint the tires on my car. Like, with white paint, they would paint stripes on the tires of my okay. car. Toilet paper houses. I mean, that feels pretty... Those things are pretty mild, right? Uh, Yeah. Like, like replace we, replace a diabetic teacher's insulin with heroin. Just minor, minor stuff. I'm trying to think what we did, if, if anything... And I don't think we did anything. I think that we, we had this big, huge, giant rock in front of the school right. that people would paint and do stuff with. And I think that we went out there one night and tried to move it. And we dug it up and were trying to push it and thought that would be funny. But we were we couldn't move it. So I think we gave up on it. It's a good move. But that's I mean, that's as, that's as, as sexy as it got. Yeah. I ask those questions because of a, a situation that is playing it out, playing out at a high school. Dozens of high school seniors have been suspended following a senior prank in Texas, a punishment local parents say doesn't fit the crime. Hmm. The comfort high school seniors plan to stick forks in a practice field as part of their senior prank, according to the local news station. After they forked the field, some other students, have you seen the kids do that? Fork L- the field? Literally all you do is take plastic forks and stick them all in the in the field. You almost said sporks, which would be way better. Yeah, and, and probably harder to remove. Yeah. So after they forked the field, uh, some other students went into the school and rearranged some items and left behind streamers and balloons. All of the students involved have received uh, in-school suspension. Can I throw a fun fact at you? Please. Texas, because I was like, this seems like an in-school suspension. Yeah. Why are they so mad? Texas outlawed suspending students in schools unless they bring weapons or drugs to school. You cannot be suspended out of school unless you bring a a gun or a knife or drugs. But not forks. But forks, well, yeah, forks, don't throw it up. Among the students involved are the valedictorian and other students who are in the top 10% of the class. Uh, I've got audio here of uh, one of the parents of the kids not very happy that their uh, that their child has been suspended. It was a harmless senior prank. We all actually kind of thought that this was their way of pranking us. You know, you're looking at your top 10. You're looking at your valedictorian, your salutatorian. You're looking at your uh, honor society kids. They had planned to fork the field, which is putting plastic forks in the dirt. Some students after that point decided to go in. There was a deer that went crooked on the wall. All 40 kids have in-school suspension for the last two weeks of school. I mean, I understand the parents are mad, but this to me could very easily go way worse. And then all of a sudden you're talking about kids not being able, which I don't think is being talked about, not being able to walk or being expelled. So I realize that the parents are running to the news being pissed off. But my takeaway from this is they should probably be grateful because if the kids went into the school when school wasn't going on, they probably could have called the cops and this could have gotten you know far worse. Sorry about your valedictorian, but you know, r- rules are rules. A little bit better than the kids who'd left let bees in the hallway a couple of years ago remember that they yeah. like let bees loose yeah. 
Now that's kind of fun. I mean, not, not. I mean, unless you know you Macaulay Culkin someone and you know they fall out and die. I get the reference, but I haven't seen the film. Uh, sad news coming out of California: at least nine people are dead and others injured following a mass shooting at a California light rail. Coming from the county sheriff's office, the gunman identified as Samuel Cassidy opened fire a little before 7 a.m. local time at the yard run by the Santa Clara Valley Transportation Authority. The eight victims include Valley Transportation authorities. Authorities did not release any of their names. Cassidy was 57, also died in the shooting. Uh, it was undetermined how the maintenance worker died, uh, but local reports suggested that he turned the gun on himself. He is also understood to have set fire to his own home before carrying out the rampage. That coming from the L.A. Times. So, man, these people that just, it, it's this snapping moment where it's, 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 it's not only about what's going on at work, it's what's going on in their lives. I mean, to see the progression here and the, and the thought is what makes things so scary. The fact that a guy's got a plan like this, I'm going to burn down the house, I'm going to go to my place of business, shoot as many people as possible, and then turn the gun on myself. The planning is always the, the, the most bone-chilling portion of it, that this planning and thought was going on when, when nobody around him knew. You nailed it. That's the most terrifying part because, look, people are snapping because of many reasons, but the, the pandemic has people on edge. The people who can plan it in cold blood that's on another level. That's not snapping. That is downright evil and malicious and calculated. So I start. It's on Vice. The I Sniper. The I started watching it last night. The documentary series about the uh, DC snipers. And uh, man, you want to talk about planning? That guy. Uh, so Malv. Malvo was the kid. John Lee Malvo. Yeah, John yeah. Lee Malvo was the kid. He was being trained by Muhammad for over a year, and nobody knew what was going on. They're, the story of how they came together is absolutely insane, but people thought he was his kid, and he just started bringing him around. They were going to the gym for six hours a day. They were running for two hours a day. They were spending hours a day at the range every single day for a year preparing and training to take out this, you know, plan of terror across the entire United States of America. And the other thing I didn't know, this started in Tacoma, Washington. They started in Tacoma, Washington and killed people all across the country before ever even making it to D.C. So he's called the D.C. sniper, but they were killing people all he, across the U.S. He also, which I'm not, this is a weird thing to say, uh -huh. he also like failed at a lot. Like he was getting in trouble, um, Malvo was, with Muhammad because I think there's six or seven people that he shot along the way that did not die. That, that lived through the attack. Oh, God. So he was shooting people in the stomach and all sorts of crazy stuff. They were doing robberies. They think they did 13 robberies across the country. Like this, the, the D.C. sniper stuff was really the end of a much bigger story. But when you talk about planning, uh, what those guys did when it comes to planning every aspect of what they were going to do and training for a year, yeah. it's very, very scary. Yeah. Give me a breast of that. Yeah, you, yeah. You get to the, the sex part yet? No, no, oh. no. And I didn't, I honestly, no, I mean, you, I don't want to say you spoiled it for me, but I did not know that until I heard you say it. I didn't know until I read it in a news story. Yeah, so so I did not know that they were having sex. But they're starting to hint at it that the that the bond became deeper in his butt. But other than that, you know, they didn't. Uh, you know, they haven't totally touched on it yet. Good, they will touch on it. Uh, President Biden has asked his intelligence agencies to step up their efforts to get to the truth about the origins of COVID nineteen amid growing concern that it emerged from a Chinese laboratory. A string of senior scientists who have recently admitted they may have leapt to conclusions in assuming the virus jumped from an animal 
host in the wild to humans. And at the week and at the weekend, fresh details emerged about how staff in the Wuhan Institute of Virology sought hospital treatment for COVID like symptoms in November of 2019. The result is that a theory once consigned to fringe websites has moved into mainstream and Biden aides have ditched their skepticism to call for more investigations. Man, this is I, I, is this going to be the thing that 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 kicks Fauci to the side because Fauci was indignant about this being conspiracy theory and there being no proof of that, of that happening. And now here we are, even Biden has been forced to say we need to do it. And I think he's asking for 90 days. He wants, he wants answers in 90 days. And I read that Fauci was part of a group that gave a grant to like $600,000 to this place. Yeah. Yeah. You want to know what's crazy, and I'm not uh, not giving credence to everything that was in it. Remember when that pandemic video was going on and yeah. everybody was mad about it? Yeah. That was the gist of this. <laughs> the gist of it was the fact we were giving money to them, the fact that, you know, not about the people getting sick and stuff, but it is interesting to think about what, I don't know if the line's been crossed yet, but what was getting kicked off the internet there for a minute is now what our president is talking about being, well, our president was talking about it then, he just happened to be right, uh, and now it's... It's the truth, at least headed down a path of truth. Wonder, well, I mean, I wonder what the right thing to do was. Censoring people's opinions that turned out to be the truth seems so weird and un-American to me. I, I guess it's just, if, if, if we take away anything from this era, and I think we can take away a lot of things, but people should really start thinking about what it means when you see something has been fact-checked. That's, yeah. that's what I realized, or a big takeaway, that... During that whole period, countless websites, oh, well, this has been fact-checked, or our fact-checkers have, have found this to not be true. Well, who the hell is your fact-checker? Right. Like, why, why should I trust your fact-checker more than I trust any other voice? I mean, there, yeah. it's very hard to find out where the truth is, so to think that you've got people out there claiming what you believe isn't the truth, but don't worry, we've got the truth, and then it turns out to not be the truth? You won't find too many more people who transparently admit that they don't know anything than us. Yeah. <laughs> like, we might have opinions and we might have fears. We'll be the first people to tell you we don't know. Well, and that's the problem. Nobody wants to say that. Nobody wants to say that and mean it. Right. <laughs> they, 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 you know, they, they need to know what they know, and they're going to die on that hill. Yeah. I'm not willing to die on any hill. <sighs> what? Teachers have a thing with their students. There's a line that is crossed time and time again. So even if you're not fully crossing the line in the way that we think crossing the line, you would think you would be aware enough to not do what this Massachusetts teacher did. And he's been placed on leave after the superintendent says he distributed a highly inappropriate survey to students. Oh, no. The school district became aware of the survey late Friday afternoon and placed science teacher Eric uh, Jackson on leave pending review of the incident. The hand out had a dozen statements about sex and sexual interactions, including having sex in a different setting than usual is a real turn on for me and asked students to rate on a scale from one to five how much of a turn on that would be. <laughs> Some students said the survey made them uncomfortable. Oh, man. Uh, one student says, I just thought it was very strange and that I didn't want to be taking part in it. In a statement uh, from the school, uh, the questionnaire was questioned and called highly inappropriate. The district takes the health and well-being of students most seriously and has initiated a review of the matter. 
These snowflake kids, they can't handle a survey on what turns them on. Jesus, that's that is insane that a teacher would think that's okay. I mean, that's in in in, in 2021, and I'm sure. Yeah. Well, no, because no, there's never sex, a time when it would have been. Well, all right. that's the thing. Sex stuff like this is weird because it used to just be wrong because the world wasn't as open minded, right. and now it's just wrong because teachers can't have you know stop having sex with their students, right? I mean, if there wasn't ever a teacher who banged a student, would it still be wrong? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think yeah, you're right. Yeah. But there are. Yeah. Which So now, so now we, yeah. I guess we just have to go. Uh, Tom Brady is peaking right before our very eyes. Earlier today, it was announced that Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady will be teaming up on the golf course again as they will face Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers in the match in Montana on July 6th. I don't know anything about golf, and I've only golfed a couple times. It's my dream to golf in Montana. How damn cool would that oh be? Oh, my God. Big sky country Hell out there yeah. looking out at, uh, you know, the mountains and stuff as you, you know, uh, Whack the old wood, right? Whack the, Whack old, the old four wood. Well, there's no four wood. Whack the old two wood, one no, wood. No, yeah. Yeah. Whack well, they, the old one wood. They call that the driver. Or maybe I'll pull a maybe I'll pull a seven. Maybe I'll pull a seven for a uh, you know seven what? An iron. Oh, seven iron. Yeah, seven okay. iron. That's yeah, my favorite club. Yeah, of course it was a uh, tin cup's favorite as well. Oh, you ever see it? Nope. He, he, I think he only golfed with a seven iron. Oh, that'd be badass. I would like to do that. I could drive with, I mean, I could chip with it. I can hit. You got a problem with Kevin Costner? No, I like Kevin Costner. Okay. I I never saw Tim Cup. It's a golf movie. Don Johnson. I hate Brady and Mickelson lost their match last year to Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning in a fun day of golf that saw Brady hit an incredible hole out for an Eagle on a par four and then split his pants while taking the ball out of the cup. (laughs) One of the best things ever on TV. So we didn't really talk about this and I know some people will get it and some people won't, but so Brooks Kepka and you can help narrate it for, since you know the deal, Brooks Kepka, a big name golfer. He hates Bryson DeChambeau Correct. hates him with a passion. Yep. There's obviously history there. Yep. And there was a, a a short clip of an interview with the Golf Channel that went viral because Brooks Kepka is giving an interview and the mere presence of Bryson DeChambeau behind him causes him to roll his eyes, lose, tra- lose his train of thought, and, and it, it's led to some amazing memes. Not just on the internet, but from our own beloved Tom Brady, who just... I don't know what he's got going on in his life, but he fired off a thread of three different memes uh, built around the screenshots from that uh, from that clip on the news. Um, one reading in front of uh, in, in front of book Brooks uh, as Aaron Rodgers in the back, the guy who's walking by that he hates. The Packers kicking a field goal down seven. Oh, and then just started burying. I mean, do we know the relationship between Aaron Rodgers and, and, and TB? I would think it's playful based on these memes, but. Well, maybe, but this feels not playful. And, mm. and I don't think we talked about it. Rumors out there that, that Aaron Rodgers is, is doing a little TB12 method, which he needs to do whatever oh. the hell he can. Yeah. Uh, so when they announced the, the golf outing online, Tom Brady in the comments, two champions versus a scientist and a Jeopardy host. <laughs> I mean, that's that's bringing heat. I love that. What do you make of a side note? What do you make of Aaron Rodgers right now? Not not participating in OTAs. He yeah. made the appearance on Sports Center where he aired all the grievances out. And while while his team is practicing, and while let's be honest, Tom Brady's assembling practices in Tampa Bay, uh, Aaron Rodgers kicking it with his with his lady in in Hawaii. Uh, I mean, there's a reason that Tom Brady has so many rings. 
and Aaron Rodgers doesn't. I will say, I, I can't stand a lot of things about Aaron Rodgers, but now that through his girlfriend, he's become BFS with Miles Teller, he's gotten about 10 times cooler. Yeah. He's sporting a man bun. He's standing next to waterfalls, chilling with Miles Teller. He's 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 getting a few points in my book. I can't wait for this golfing matchup, and if they don't use Brooks Kepka as an on-course reporter, that's a squandered opportunity. Now, I know Tom and Phil are buddies, and that's great, and I'm sure they wanted to do it together, but you tell me that this thing wouldn't couldn't get $45 a pop on pay-per-view if you do uh if you do Brooks Kepka and and Brady I'd pay it yeah so the big day's coming. June 1st, we're supposed to get the briefing, the details on the briefing about about UFOs, whether or not they're real, whether what the U you know, what the United States government knows about it. Well, now there's been a turn. There's been new developments because we've heard that the Air Force has witnessed these UFOs going from air to water. Well, now We've got maybe a teaser. It's what is going to be, you know, found in this uh, briefing. The U.S. Navy is now picking up mysterious, fast-moving objects underwater. Uh, I've got a short clip here. Uh, I'm sorry on, on the platform. Uh, this man did appear on the Tucker Carlson show. So uh, if you need to find a safe place, find it now. Uh, and, and this is the guy from the Washington Examiner uh, who did the piece on the U.S. Navy uh, submarines. Uh, is the interaction of U.S. Navy submarines, nuclear uh, ballistic missile submarines and attack submarines, um, picking up sonar contact of things moving um, at hundreds of knots under the water. Um, and so there is a undersea dimension to this uh, that the Navy has sort of pushed off to the side as the pilots uh, talk more about their experiences. So, so there's a lot more to come out, I think, is, is the best way to put it. Man, I don't know what it is. What is it about once they go into water? Is it that it's just not what we have always thought our whole lives that make it more intriguing and more interesting and more weird? Because when I think about these things zooming around water, it almost makes my head explode. Um, So the space is unfamiliar to us, but that's where we associate aliens being from. I don't think our brains can handle the uncertainty of them possibly being on our planet under our water. Okay, this is... This is crazy. I'm just spitballing here, and, and you can yeah. give me a scientific reason why that's not why Uh-oh. this can't be possible. All right. Okay. Yeah. And I apologize ahead of time for asking okay. to anybody who's gonna sure. Could the aliens with technology that we can't ever fathom could they go through the bottom of the Earth and out the other side? Let's say that rather than going up into space, they're going under the water through the crust of the Earth. I understand it's hot and all, but who's to say that they can't create some secret portals portals that are getting them through the bottom side of the earth? So initially, like you said, it's super hot down there, and I would like to dismiss it, but a species that would be capable of the type of interstellar travel that it would take to get to wherever they're from to here would certainly have the kind of technology that would allow them to burrow through first the crust then the mantle, and then the core, and then the mantle, and then the core, and go from here to China. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's something we need to think about. I think everything's going to be on the table. And do you think that – I'm trying to see the exact day here. So that's going to come down – oh, that's going to come down on Saturday. You tell me that that's not planned. Dropping it in the middle of a long holiday weekend is not planned. So, you know, people will be out on the cabin somewhere, like not even worry about it, not not ready to freak out. So what would need to be in this report – to actually send civilization into a, some sort of downward spiral. Uh, them living among us. 
I mean, not just in writing and they say they're here. Like, it needs to be, that's the verbiage that has to be used. They're here and living among us. We just don't know where they are. Right. Yeah, I can see that being kind of scary. Like, like we need those Rowdy Roddy Piper goggles from They Live to tell who they are. Like, when you put them on, you can see that some of them are skulls. Yeah. You, you've never seen that movie, have you? Uh, I've seen the I've seen the fight scene that everybody talks about, and you know I know the line I've I'm here to chew yeah. bubble gum and kick ass, and I'm all out of ass. <laughs> it's no, it's all I'm all out of bubble gum. Oh, but I mean you you need to see. Okay, need I'm see. I'll I'll check it out. Okay, uh, I'm all burnt up. What do you think, Spence? Where are the aliens? I mean, he has a point. At like eighty percent of the Earth's ocean is unexplored, so there could be stuff that we haven't even imagined going on down there. And if it is like a spacefaring, you know, civilization, who's to say that their ships couldn't withstand a lot of water pressure to uh, to be able to travel down there unseen? Yeah. So I didn't know this. Joey Flash just tweeted they call that the Hollow Earth theory in Godzilla to explain how he can quickly travel between continents without without being traced. Well, I mean, now we're citing Godzilla. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, and, and you want to know what? What we're going through now is actually weirder than Godzilla. You're right. At least with Godzilla, you know what you're looking at. I'd, I'd rather have a Godzilla and know it than whatever the hell this is and not. Say, did any of the Godzilla promo pieces for the newest movie, uh, not the Kong one, but the one before that, did it, did any of the shirts say One Nation Under Godzilla? <laughs> I just thought of that. Yeah, the, the next one should. Thanks. Hi, Drew Grab Alive. How are you? Oh, are, I'm sorry. How yeah, no, I'm burnt up still. Oh, okay. Hello, Drew Grab Alive. How can I help you? Thank you for your uh, care. Thank you. Hey, I just wanted to comment on the alien stuff. Yeah. Um, I think everyone wants to believe that there's aliens, but it's just not feasible. This evidence that you, that everyone's suggesting, it, you know, back in the 1980s, before the, the B-2 stealth bomber came out, if someone would have saw that in the sky, they would have thought that was an alien. The 1920s with right. the submarines but for here's the first the, time. But here's the thing, my dick-faced friend. Uh, we now have extreme technology to where we know that something is not a B-2 bomber or whatever you said. So when you've got Navy fighter pilots and people who have been military brass forever saying that they're seeing things out there that they don't understand, how in the world could you sit here and say that that couldn't be extraterrestrial? Yeah, well, how can you say that it can be? Like, just because they don't understand doesn't mean they can you insert alien there, right? You say you can't understand it. You're I mean, moron. well, I, th- I think, on, I mean, if you, those people would say, uh, although you don't seem to like this man, the people say it, it's, it's th- those are the options and, and either are scary to think that some other country or some other place has technology that that we can't even wrap our head around. That might be worse than aliens, because that means we're way yeah. behind uh, in, in the scale of, of technology in the world, which probably isn't a good sign if, if, if you know, we got to go to war or something. And the thing is... Just don't, don't worry. Demi Lovato is on the case, so we'll, we'll get the answer. Okay, shut up. Uh, the thing is, you don't know that they're not, and I don't know that they are. I'm just allowing for the possibility. All right, hang tight. We have a lot of theories coming in, I'm sure. 727-579-1025. By the way, this war of words between Brady and Rogers and Mickelson and DeChambeau just got ramped up. I don't know if you just saw what DeChambeau tweeted. I retweeted oh! it. Oh, no. This, this is getting real. Oh, no. Tom Brady, once Aaron Rodgers and I take down you and Phil Mickelson, you will feel just as <gasps> deflated as those oh. balls were in the AFC Championship Oh, game. my God. With a picture. With a picture. Hang tight. I, I can see this thing. I can see this thing blowing up and this thing not happening because of this. It. I mean, there's going to be there's going to be probably a powwow of what's acceptable and what's not. You think he clears that through anybody? 
Um, I don't know. Bryson DeChambeau doesn't strike me as a guy who, who, who really would try to get the proper channel. Is he arrogant? Yeah. Because I look at that Brooks Kepka guy as being as being arrogant, and I don't know anything about this this Bryson character. Uh, they're both arrogant. Like yeah. honestly, when two douches are battling each other, and yeah. I know we've seen this before, you you just got to pick the lesser of two douches. <laughs> and in my, I think that's Brooks Kepka. It is okay. But make no mistake, they're both douchebags. Uh, coming up next. I don't know how you got taught to drive. Most of us had our parents take us out to some parking lot somewhere. Well, there's a story about this going horribly wrong, and now a kid faces charges. We're going to decide whether that's cool or not cool next on Drew Grab Alive after my svelte friend over there tells you why he's looking so damn good. Well, the answer is many weight loss. And when you lose weight, you don't just feel it in your legs and your knees and in your body. You feel it in your brain. You've got clearer thoughts. You've got more energy. And that's what Medi weight loss can help you achieve. They keep you accountable. I go in every week for my weigh-in. I step on the very futuristic scale and the nurse gives me a little printout and the doctor comes in and she says, okay, let me take a peek at this. Let's look at your body fat percentage. Let's look at how much water you got in your body. This is what you can do to make sure you keep losing weight and losing weight keeps you motivated and they want to give bone listeners a free assessment. Go to startmedi.com slash one. It's startmedi.com slash 1025 or call 877-MED-LOSS. If you do that, make sure you let them know that you heard John Senning talking about it. On Where? Drew. Gura. Bo Live. You're listening to Drew Garabo Live on 1025. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.